Hi, I'm Mary. And I'm Carla. And we're the Smiley Twins. Uh, today we're going to focus on what kind of what we talked about a couple weeks ago we were going to do and then it snowed last week so we didn't miss a week of um, our podcast but kind of looking forward um, and then kind of blended in. We got a lot of questions about services and when to add what service and when to you know what should I start out with um, and, and stuff. So I'm going to tie that into us looking forward to the whole year basically um, and then maybe a little bit of why we added what we added on the service front, but kind of more focused on how we planned out our year, basically. Yeah. Which can be applied in any, you know, small scale or big scale, uh, we think. So, um, yeah. yeah, it really can. Yeah. Before we get started, though, I do want to do um, a shout out to our Patreons um, that have recently subscribed to us. Uh, we're very grateful for the support. And then um, we really think that, you know, it's it's a platform that, get so much to you guys um for a very little cost so our patreon shout outs who's eprint today the name that came across was eprint hello eprint eprint um e dash print if we wanted to be super um and then we've got amanda marianne stacy Haley, connor i think edie yeah and then michaela um those are our newest ones and hopefully i didn't miss any um with the weird week on the snow but um yeah we really support you it's patreon.com or appreciate you patreon.com slash smiley aesthetics yep so so looking forward uh, i think the first thing we should talk about that's i mean some of this is a little boring but the summit so we had i did my daos sorry to interrupt you and it's like kicking in and it just feels so weird i need my botox it's in it's in the far over is like embarrassingly not, over now oh, not that bad feels it feels that way so maybe Something. I don't know, but like my mouth, I just feel like my mouth is like doing weird stuff where my muscles are starting to learn to compensate from, you know, since I do it, but it's just weird. So anyway, that's why I was like, oh. yeah. Um, so we had, uh, what we did is we kind of, it was fairly last minute decided, oh, we're going to have like a big meeting. The first Owner week, summit. Well, the first week of January and prepare for the year. And uh, I'm glad, I, we almost didn't do it because it was like the beginning of December or the second week of December. I was like, yeah, let's do this. Um, and I'm glad we did because next year I think we'll make, that'll make it even better. It was good to just, it was one of those moments where we talk about this all the time. Stop waiting until everything is perfect or you missed an opportunity. It's a perfect example of that. We could have been like, no, it's too soon. Let's yeah. wait. We can get this much better. We'll just go forward. And I really yeah. feel like by just throwing it out there, um, uh, I think it was very successful and, um, we got every single person in the company for the most part, uh, who's active in leadership or running the company uh in in the same room for mm -hmm. really two full days and mm -hmm. um even a little bit more than that and we went over goals and we finalized some foundational things like a transition to microsoft teams and then looked ahead um went over what we want for our kpis this, this yeah. year what we you know what we hope to hit revenue wise yep um, yes. all that stuff mm -hmm. what was so funny about it i think the Okay, we'll do each what we thought the best thing out of it was. And mine's going to sound negative. It's not at all. It's actually a really, it was really insightful and has really helped me every day since that day. Um, and this, this making decisions that I'm making, especially within our team. Everyone had all these wonderful ideas. I asked them to bring big ideas, all these things. And every last person had due dates like January 31st. It was fabulous for like 827 things. And it was like one person was going to get a year's worth of work done. In January, and it was like January fifth, and I was like, "This is bad, dramatic, but this is gonna be great. We're gonna be great." But and then if you and then a couple people, when I told them to push it back, they pushed it back to like February fifth, and I was like, 
Okay, that's six days later. <laughs> Let's talk about that. Um, but that that was really insightful for mm-hmm. me because that is what happens so often in small companies and big companies and just your individual. You as an individual injector mm-hmm. decide you want to do you. I would do these five things and I'm gonna get them all done by Friday and then kids, lice, yeah, any, hit, anything. Yeah, well, and then you don't. Or you decide, you know what, I'd rather go on a run than do marketing. Yeah. And then you feel like an asshole. Or you feel like you missed it. Yeah, and then you're beating yourself up. So that, on a small scale, completely principle applies to a med spa with three people, a med spa with 27 people, eight med spas, or a multi-million dollar company. Yeah, and I think people, you know, it doesn't have to be a three-year plan. I think three years is great. Have this three-year goals that you should visit once a year. And then, I like, having weekly or monthly monthly and then preferably every single week giving yourself tangible goals to to get your overarching project so we're using planner and microsoft office where you you know you have the buckets with the overall planner and then all the tasks that need to get that done by whatever date um are are in there with a deadline and making it more manageable and more just you know crossing off something or clicking that little button and hearing the ding is like the most satisfying thing ever uh, but that, you have to just hear that ding. That was yeah, Jesse. But you have to checking off a task. Yeah, you have to make them manageable, or you won't hear the ding for three weeks, and that's just depressing. Well, and it also so. just totally unravels everything that you, all the momentum you have unravels when, oh, I want to get these five things done, and you don't get any of them done. Yeah. And you, and maybe okay, maybe you can go. We can do that, and then you don't do it again the next week, and then uh, and then it just unravels everything. Mm-hmm. Like our oh, planner is not working for me. Or, and let's be honest, we've all done this a thousand times. We start a new plan and we start a new calendar, a new calendar. Oh, this is my new planner. This is my new, um. Oh, you mean like a literal yeah. planner? Oh, like got it. Aaron Condren style. Oh my God, it's so funny. I ordered like seven of those and I'll yeah. do like literally two weeks. And it'll be like January 1st. And if you get it on January 2nd, you're pissed because you're like, I missed I'm so excited. Oh, well, yeah. and then it, what I now do use is a very normal notebook where I just write, I just date the top of the day and write stuff down. Like that works better than trying to. You can yeah. use a planner. But I but. feel like they fail because you don't use them for a week or, you know, like it's just overwhelming mm-hmm. to, to do for it. Sure. So it's like, and then you, then you just find it, you know, six months later and then you're just pissed because it's July and you're like, I'm going to start, start, start in July. <laughs> I, need, I need to get I'm a new waste one. Of paper Probably should just get a brand new one. Yeah, I need to get a brand new one this for sure. stupid. Or it'll be June 15th and I'm like, all oh, the new ones start July. <laughs> okay. Well, wait. she's put a little more thought into this than me. Totally like. Uh, Change my I, mind. That uh, is what happened. Well, uh, I don't. Uh, yeah, I mean, kind of. Not maybe. Yes, that's what happened. The marriage just wastes money. A little more. Just s- buy one on June fifteenth. Okay, not necessarily. So all that to say, when we we're looking ahead for us at Smiley Sex, we and how this is applicable to everybody is we were um, we. I don't. Not everybody dumped, on not the same dumped, page. Yeah, not dumped yeah. down, but like uh, ra- um, reined everybody in. That's what we're trying to do. We reined it all in. Everyone came with their ideas and what they wanted to get done and and in their roles and stuff, and then reined all that in um, or put deadlines that made much more sense. Um, and that's how we were moving forward for the whole year. Uh, and, and it is a Q1, Q2 focus for sure. Uh, and I think we'll revisit, have a, not in person, but can revisit it and look at Q3 and Q4 when we see where we've gotten through the rest of it. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was really helpful. And that could be, like I said, any day, every Monday morning, a four hour admin where you're just planning out what you think you can get done this week for your monthly goal and the, and for your yearly goal. Well, and it's even breaking it down. So the admin, we always come back to the admin time. And I think that's so, so important, especially for the smaller um, businesses where you think it's where, where you think the, you don't have that yeah, time. Yeah, the you don't need that time. CEO and everything else. That, that, is, that is beyond a key 
um, thing that um, needs to be like the key takeaway from our talk at Ansball, like the key. Yeah. Is, is, is how to be a CEO and injector at the same time is to admin time. Basically. Yeah. We're, and, and, and organized admin time. Yeah. Before I forget, we're on faculty at Amsterdam this year in Vegas and we're speaking to kind of this stuff. It's on the business track. Um, but being being all the things at once, um, the you know, the, I think the title is CEO and injector, but the point being you're trying to be clinical yeah. while also being admin. But yeah, that's a Yeah. This we can home. I'm like, we, okay, well, um, topic of our PowerPoint. Well, yeah. And then the other pro- really pre- yeah, admin time, key to success. How to well, and we can do how yeah. to make like, that be more efficient. Yeah, that meeting is next week. Should we'll, we go make notes? Should we can think. Where should we go? So, how does this apply? Well, well, I was going to say one other thing about that. I'm sorry about admin time, and one other very practical tidbit that I personally do with my day. That I, I don't know if I've ever said it before. I do um, three three things that I can absolutely get done today, and they're small, like so small like respond to an email i'm going to send 150 emails today i sent 122 yesterday i love looking at my insights 122 emails were fired off yesterday i'm going to send one email this response i'm going to you know whatever the three things are and i always check them off yeah i mean it, and it can be something personal too like i'm going to exercise yeah like i know i'm meeting you at orange theory at 7 30 like mm-hmm. i know i am so i like i'm putting that on my list i don't even need it on a list but it is something i get to check off yeah because it is so important that you have those little wins um each day and that you stick to them and you make them easy enough that they're almost fail proof yeah and it's like a psychological thing like i really totally. don't care who you are if you're able to mark things off a list versus things just continue to that's this is bad for nearly every human and this is much yeah. much better and much easier to um to, to stay motivated and to stay yeah. positive um, so what's one thing you learned from 2023 that looking forward into 2024 for you you think is relevant or i mean i think just what we did towards the end of honing in on you know things that were already going and not adding on this is why this segues into this not adding anything new until we had it not perfected, but essentially perfected what was already there yeah. and found better. But, and not just perfected it. We Maybe our process was was nearly perfect for this, but is there a way we can do it more efficient? Yeah. So not even just like things were working great and stuff, but more efficient or just better in general. Um, but there's a difference there to me, you know. Uh, so And then just making sure our compliance stuff. So, I mean, what I got out of it was just that, like focusing. We're, it's not that we're not going to move forward this year. It's just that you know, it's not going to be five services or it's not, you know, it's just adding very slowly and perfecting that near perfecting that nearly until you move on to the next thing. Yeah. I think what you're also saying is we figured out what our main revenue streams are and we refuse to deviate from them. Essentially. Perfecting what we already are doing doesn't mean there's no growth within them. Yeah. We're not going to go try and become construction site managers. We know what we do well. We train, we offer turnkey solutions for medical providers and we have our brick and mortars. There's no need to deviate from that. Yeah, model. and it's really impressive what looking in and making some efficient changes at the end of the year, I'll pass ourselves on the back, and then kind of relaunching after that first week of January for our um, oh, cool. our yeah. summit, yeah, and already the difference. Yeah, see what's like what's happening. crazy, yeah. Yeah, you look back and you're like, dang, dang it, dang it, we should have, like, if we would have, you know, where could you be if had you, but that's a good learning point. Um, yeah, and then, well, yeah. You know, looking forward thing. Yeah, for sure. Um, so why I mentioned the other services is we get asked all the time. And I actually had like two messages in the past couple of days, um, about saying the same exact question of how do I, when I'm starting out, but then also 
One was I'm starting out. What services do I? I don't know. We've talked about this on our podcast. But instead of speaking to what services we think you should add, it's like the why behind it. Mm -hmm. And then the other question was, well, I'm already established. And when do I know it's time to add something different? And basically, you know, invest in one is kind of like it's time to invest in adding on threads or something, for example. And then the beginning one of how do I know what services to offer? So it's kind of two questions here. So, I mean, my thought for like the new injector and what Smiley promotes is like, you know, most of our most of our independent med spas start out with injectables because it's just they're the easiest the thing you need kind of the least amount of supplies for and it's not it's like the smallest footprint i guess um and then it's also a very common like service that you're not going to have to go educate your town on what botox is well typically um but that question being what service you should I start with i mean you know starting super small versus versus the people who buy like a hundred fifty thousand dollar machine that's yeah. what i'm trying to like talk about of like you know, I don't know one's right or wrong. If you, you know, Carl likes to say, and I was speaking for the six month runway of whatever you're doing to pay for whatever you're doing before you get started. Well, with Botox and filler, it's easy. You can kind of buy as you go um, and as you make some money. But if you're going to decide to add on a laser or something, you actually yeah. do need that six month runway. Yeah. And then we see there's some really good examples of like you, if you want to like niche into something specifically, I think that's a different also conversation. So you have, uh, we went to one of the trainings on, um, a um the the lovely lady i think her name was emily but she's the cool sculpting that's all they do like and we oh, yes. literally i even asked her i was like why would you not just offer botox i mean yeah are you they had a couple they actually had nurses that were doing it mm -hmm. when and and it was like for them and i'm like why would you not just have just while oh, yeah, cool sculpting that. they're sitting in the chair for an hour hour that's and a half two simple hours services, why would you yeah simple services and she was like, we just know what we do. We know what we do well. Mm -hmm. And why? And then that is what people come to us for. And it doesn't matter if they get their injectables or whatever else um, somewhere else. We, um, oh. we. Excuse us. That's my lunch. They. I mean, really? Oh, two, nine, seven. Yeah. Well, I mean, I got it. Girls got to eat. Um, <laughs> thank you. Um, um they um you know niche down and so then if, yeah. if you were going to do that and you were like i you know what i'm obsessed with i'm obsessed with microneedling or whatever it is and you want to just do a scarlet or whatever the case is you, and you that is all you ever did that's all you marketed that's all people got to know you for you became the expert everything you put out was about that it's not a bad idea yeah it's i could see that working too yeah. i mean that does work um it's like people who we know whatever there's some advertisers out there we know cars or what it's yeah very specific but i like that because you imagine just and how simplified really you're making oh, your life and your business if you just have you know you're the expert in like scarlet and rf microneedling and like you know you just that's the only some of the only policy you need and the only you know consent you need that's the only questionnaires kind of focused around that i mean it's just all like how simple would life be which is a good reason another that's the best reason I would even argue for starting right. out with less services is you don't have I mean, to yeah. put together so much crap. Yeah, you don't have everything from educating yourself, which is overwhelming, to mental space, to marketing, to And then friendly everything. reminder, you need a policy for everything, every yeah. service that you do in the med spa that basically is medicine or requires a med medical director. So cuts down on, you know, it just cuts down on, mm -hmm. on so much. So that'd be yeah. an interesting route to take, which... For the record, that is the route we took. We just did Botox. Yeah, I'm, I, so I'm like, no one's ever, I wonder if anyone's ever been like, I'm the RF microneedling queen. That's like a 19, and now I'm like, 
wheels yeah, and they're like, like no um and, no but it just be a down dog no cool, no one no one you don't know anybody you know we don't know anybody that does that no but that would be interesting. Um, yeah to see how niching down that far like cool sculpting could actually get and injectors it's like if you're a provider that, out there interested we'll help find out and you go after it yeah well i mean i'm serious like if all i did was run around with scar and that's what i was known for that is that's an interesting take is there anyone named scarlet out there that's a nurse that wants to be that would be even better agnes yeah. maybe are you any agnes that's a nurse uh, okay, so back, my original question was, oh, just kind of just kind of what, pe- um, giving advice on what we think people should start with. It's such a financial question, and that was the one other thing. We can move on to the next one, was a uh, little market research, especially yeah. if you're in a town, uh, you know, a smaller town, and okay, you know, you want, and if you want to do Botox and filler, because that's like what you think you love, do it, of course. But yeah. if you look around there and nobody has an RF microneedling, and that's just, we're just using that device as a, a microneedling pen. No one's doing microneedling. That would be a really hard thing for me yeah. to say to tell you I advise against it. Like I'd be like, yeah. Well, it's the same. It's the idea of going just go back to a business principle that is like the first page of like a business textbook is like, what is the problem and are you the solution? Well, the problem, no one in my, I can't yeah, get access to microneedling in exactly. my yeah. yeah in my in my town of four hundred yeah like and certainly not something like Scarlet, but it would totally support it because we're kind of a bougie little town yeah you know, twenty five miles outside of Atlanta. Okay, well, I Gosh, can be the yeah. solution. And I do mean, a poll. You said this yesterday to somebody. Poll 10 people on yeah, the street, not your friends and family. Well, this question could kind of be oh, friends and family. So what service would you? They still say yes. Don't well, be friends and no, family. no, no, no bias at all. You could just posing it as like, is there a treatment that you can't find? Just seeing. But then 10 strangers, 50. And see, like, yeah, yeah, this keeps coming up because it's not accessible and there's not a lot for whatever the case is. It's such a great way to decide. Yeah. In fact, that's like the best way other than being financially able to do it. Right. To decide what your next service is or what you want to start with. Like, so to me, it's like, oh, so obvious. Um, so, well, it's just like. It really is the truth, though. That, that, it is that simple to start a business or have a good idea. Where people S it up is that day one to day 365 or day one to the five-year mark. Well, businesses, a lot of businesses are predicated on fabulous ideas that absolutely are solutions, but it was that from that moment of the idea or the moment of operational operations that it got messed up for a variety of reasons. Yeah. And that's important, I think, because there's a lot of good ideas and stuff, but that when we're looking back on the last year, even looking ahead, that's really all that matters. It's yeah. really day two to day like, you know, yeah, it's doing your foundation versus wait. They're never the perfect right time. So yeah. that's kind of getting your business going versus not. But making sure the foundation is still in place, yeah, that it goes smoothly, and you know you don't want to dive in and like, well, I'll figure it out as I go. Especially with anything in this space, it's a, it's a little more forgiving if you're talking about making trash cans, but it's not as forgiving when you're talking about yeah. medicine and stuff. So, um, okay, well then the other one was um, people who are already established. How do you know what like? The question has been, what should I add? They're asking me, what should I add on as my next service? Here's what I do, which I'm automatically like, well, my first question to you, and this is kind of rhetorical, where do you live? (laughs) And have you looked around to see like what other people are offering? Does it require extensive training? Are you making money? Yeah. Like what are those profit margins? You know, does it require you to go spend $5,000 with travel on a training? Do you have a client base with your current services? Yeah. Healthy? Yeah. How is the, yeah. Because that's actually a thing that came up yesterday um, in our marketing about a machine was um, one of our independent med spas client base being small and that advising her not to buy that machine simply because she was her client base was small and it's easier to market to an existing client space 
then get a new one or at least to be successful quickly if you need to make payments. Um, now, the argument to that would be that, well, if I get this, p that people will come because they want it and I have sure. it now. Um, but the safer thing, yeah. maybe, and what this marketing company that we work with um, that works with aesthetic management partners, um, it, well, it's their company, AGC, they, um, they promote having the client base to then do the, do the like machine events yeah. market it and that before you get together one. for a few months get the clients and then you'll have a much more successful like launch, uh, launch or whatever or yeah yeah it, it's just so I, I used to do we used to do like more um business consulting stuff but boy you just need a couple hours to dive in to somebody to answer all of those basic questions mm -hmm. before you could actually give a recommendation um yeah i mean are there four or five things you can we can say i mean like the geo the market a little bit of market research yeah. and do you, do you have a runway? Depends on the size I mean, of the purchase. I'm trying to think of some things that are like really encompassing of a lot of those things. And one of those that's coming to my mind is average spend per client. Um, like in that, and in, in I across all your services, across all of them, and maybe you can uh, flesh out like a vitamin shot. But you take your, you know, Botox, your filler, and I don't know, you have a micromilling pen, and you do chemical peels. I don't know, whatever. And what is the average client spend on that? And that can be indicative of a couple of things. Are you doing full face Botox? Are you? Uh, we're assuming you're following the clinical things and doing the things as well as you can. Right. But if you have an average client spend at five hundred dollars every time someone walks in the door, that client base typically can then afford to spend seven hundred dollars. Yeah. When sure. they come back in on that service on that big machine. But if your average spend is two hundred bucks, marketing yeah. seven hundred dollars service is a little yeah. bit dicey. That's so a, that's a good. That's one of several you can do. To look at yeah, you know, number of clients. Well, um, and then making sure your number of clients, how many of those are retained clients, yeah. and how many are, of them are they not? Like stuff like that is just, you know, yeah. There's several things yeah. to look at. But um, so, what would you say? That's my. That's so. If someone messaged you without having much knowledge at all, I'm located in, I don't, I don't care, Philadelphia, and they said, what service would you add on next? Here's what I do, and I offer Botox filler i rent a space or i have a med spa and i offer botox filler and uh, microneedling what next service do you think i should add and it really is i'm not allowed to ask any questions this is hard yeah well let's just play that role and let's just say let's say we're a little bit more of a rural town like let's not use a big city where arguably you have, we have botox fillers and microneedling and we have botox fillers and a microneedling pen like what's the next service should i add vitamin shots <laughs> that was a, I was like I know what I'm gonna say and I wonder if she's gonna say it but yeah that was but we already kind of did the answering you were supposed to like ask me like some questions about my oh. small town yeah oh I was like do I not get to ask any questions I'm so confused here I don't know yeah yeah okay so um you're how long I, number one how long have you been in business uh, I've been in business for seven months seven months do you have any idea how many of your Botox clients have returned to you uh, my retention rate is about 60 percent So only 60% of your clients have come back for Botox a second time? Um, yeah, second or third. Yeah. Okay. Back in. Well, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, how about how about, um, how about reviews? Uh, I have 26 Google reviews. And they all five stars. Oh, five stars. That's great. Um, and then are you active on social media? Uh, I, I do my best. Does your page have a following? Um, I have 100, about 130. Are you in the, are you in the black? clients um i yes barely barely yeah but i am in the black but just barely but so i, I don't mean, pay for marketing and i don't um 
well, that's the biggest thing. I don't pay for any marketing right now. So, so I've used just social media and gotten what I've got by word of mouth and social media. Yeah. So we would, um, I, I'm, I'm not sure I would add on a service because this is so challenging because I have a different brain than you because or different brain, like, well, because if you're not in the black and you have a hundred, and you're seven months in and you're just barely like, are you paying yourself? Yeah, I don't pay myself. This is kind of some kind of my side job, but I do, I have the bandwidth and the time to be able to work it more. I just think, um, I could maybe do a comp service that's complementary to Botox and filler microneedling that might, you know, and you know what's complementary to Botox and filler microneedling? Marketing. Well, that's it. Oh, see, that's a great answer. So saying, well, maybe you could invest if you think you can afford a machine. Well, or you're something. not paying yourself and you're barely in the black. Your money's going somewhere. So you're actually probably distributing money to yourself and you don't realize it. So you're probably illegal. Well, I probably gave not very realistic. That answers, wasn't a realistic, realistic answer. However, um, I'm putting it all back in the business. Yeah. But how, if you're not marketing, buying product and the product paid for flowers on the wall. So where are you spending your money and do you have enough to support the payment for six months? Mm -hmm. You know, not necessarily in the bank. It's not about that. You have to have a consistent reason, a consistent basis to show that you make X, Y, Z dollars each month to support yeah. that. But if you're not paying yourself, guys, you don't need no friggin' machine. No offense. Yeah. Because you, because in aesthetics, you can get to that point without the fancy toys. Mm -hmm. And then, then you can use that client yeah. base. I just don't think you need to you know, continue to eat bread and butter for dinner and take on a $100,000 machine, um, that is a risk. I mean, it is a risk. But it'll bring me more clients. What will it? You're yeah. not even marketing. <laughs> uh, answer. And that is why I appreciate some of these machine companies, the ones who tell you they're going to pay it off in three months. Tell them to go fly a kite. Um, I can tell them to go jump off a building and do something even more aggressive. The ones that are trying to tell you that you should wait till you have a client base, are that, right. I mean, we've talked about this on multiple podcasts yeah. that is my absolute stance like that's why, why we started smiley aesthetics you start your business with the lowest overhead possible and that is what we really believe because without that there is no these are going to bring clients you don't know anything about your clients you don't yeah. know if they're going to pay 700 for a service because you don't I mean, yeah you could try to find some of that information out i guess but that's a good point of like when i initially heard that oh they're we're not doing that event that came when we bought the machine until they have so many so many clients or whatever i initially was a little bit like you know what? And then, you know, after I spoke to them yesterday, again, it's like, it makes, it makes sense. Like yeah. that's how, you know, that's what'll make it successful versus relying on the unknown, which they kind of know they have statistics and they know that if there's a client base that they'll have, you know. Yeah. It's just a tough pill to swallow because obviously when you first do any of that, you want that marketing you, cause you do feel like it will, it will probably bring some clients for sure. sure. But is the bang a lot better, the buck, whatever, whatever, a lot better later on down the road absolutely um and if you have but, the bandwidth to get the machine maybe it's like just change that investment maybe invest in a in a facebook ad an actual yeah ad or google ad for your current services and it's it's a tough it's a tough question to answer no the one well, thing yeah. you can't give somebody is clients you yeah. just can't do it and we she didn't ask me about like well have you looked around your market you know your town or um no, and look to see if something is services offer true i mean you can always I, I find a lot less value in, oh, there's three of these already. The, it doesn't take more than a thousand people in a town to outwork any one. Like the numbers are so small for which you could no longer accept clients. So if you're a town of 5,000 and there's one Scarlet, you could never service the town. That's well, not true. No, no yeah. you, what you're well, battling, I mean, you're battling people are unaware that it's there or you don't have the right 
uh, financial surroundings, but the actual physical number of machines to clients is, I, I would argue, it's aesthetics is too new. There is nowhere that it's saturated or it's yeah. very, very rare. There's a med spa on every corner in Nashville now, and we're not yeah. touching a fraction of the people. So there oh, is yeah. room for everyone, and there is, okay, sure, maybe there's not room for a, a, an M sculpt of a town of 300 people for three of them. Yeah, I mean, well, that's like maybe. A I mean, yeah, yeah. Like, it's that's just like a, sure. There's limits. There's obviously limits. So I mean, I'm not. I, I'm just not as interested in the market. What's interesting about the market to me? Well, it is, might be is, is which you're doing. Well, it, well, so saying, are they successful? It's hard to know, but are they successful with that machine? So if I go to book a service with them, do they have an appointment tomorrow? They have an appointment. Uh, yeah, that's a little good. They, they try they to see an, what they've got. Yeah, they have on. an appointment. Well, tomorrow doesn't work. What about the next day? Sure, we're wide open. Really? <laughs> really? Right, really? Don't you? Like some more practical applications that are more relevant than, I don't know, you know, the average, the average annual, like, in, you know, marketing companies, the, the average people that pass through this red light, there's 3 million of them. And that is great. Don't get me wrong. But like, I don't really care about that. Well, that's like 7 million people. Well, it's the opposite. But think, all of this has made me think of one thing I wanted to say, like only 7.4 million people, I think it was 2022, receive Botox out of 355 million. Well, Botox, and, but, and that doesn't count, like, disport, disport all these, but Botox has had yeah, And that was, though, that's... A neurotoxin? Yeah, I say Botox, neurotoxin. Oh, really? Yeah. That was, that was... Even still, Botox was 82% of the market share two years ago. I don't know what they were last year. Point being, it's just... Point being, it's, it's, it's untouchable. People, the saturation, yeah, it, which... It's great. Different conversation. Yeah. But, yeah, I just, you know, it's, it's just... It's asking questions. I say it's asking peers. I say yeah. there's it's a little bit of everything we've talked about. I think the main thing though that we've learned the main thing is it's self reflection. Well, yeah. the, and and just knowing that like obviously I think the number one thing is it's not going to financially sink you if you don't have clients in three months. Like that I think would be the number one like thing. But, not yeah. not thinking that oh the clients are going to come because I only have to get two clients to do the payment and like that's. That's another, another marketing strategy yeah. that marketing companies three use. Three people well, make the payment. Yeah, you need two and a half people not, a it's month. Hard to get those three people. Yeah, two and a half people a month. And it's like, that sounds like nothing. It's something. It's, yeah. It can be something, especially yeah. if you're suffering in your marketing area. Well, I think the other thing. So we have um, a family member who recently joined, came coming with Smiley, and um, and is the classic example of met, a lot of people, but particularly nurses and medical professionals, who don't want to spend a dime mm -hmm. they don't want to spend a dime are all in to starting this business and making money and they want to be rich but they want to spend zero dollars doing it mm -hmm. so and by doing by and, and i and i understand that that's just not that it works for some i mean we're sitting here but that's, that mm -hmm. doesn't typically work unless you do it just right which yeah. that's what we're hoping to give medical professionals mm -hmm. spend very very little and be be ahead immediately but unless you that's just a very rare instance where you get to do that so i'm tying that back into what you're saying two or three months won't sink you but that only works if you're okay with spending yeah. a little bit of money <laughs> yeah you have to be okay with there's a little bit of risk or i might spend ten thousand dollars before i start making money and then i won't make uh, yes it'll take six months to make my ten thousand and one dollar yeah that i made that the ten thousand and one dollar and then now i'm in the black like, yeah every yeah. every industry any on any business entrepreneurial thing at all and this is where people get so hateful over like mlms because oh we have to buy in to get started with them it's like yeah, but you're to, it is owning your own business for MLMs, and then you are and like you get a website spend, and products yeah, and customer spending service money and, to yeah. then make money. It's all about the perspective that I don't have to. I shouldn't have to spend anything to, to make start money. making money, and that's just great. I mean, look well, at everything that's you do. Corporate, that's what our our work system is actually based on. That's entrepreneur. That that's 
that is true for entrepreneurship where that's not true and where people bleed over because they're experienced typically with mainstream corporate America. You go to work and you make a salary and you don't pay. Well, no, hey, you can look at it this way. Anyone with a degree that their degree got from that job, you already paid for. You've already well, put money sure, into sure. your no, you're not into wrong, your career, and you are paying for them. You have to wear a certain um, clothing. You have to have a car to get there. Like there are things you are paying for, but that's still not the same thing. And we know it's not the same. Yeah, thing. like you're. We have this baseline of you go and you well, do. Hold on, I'm going to interrupt you. It kind of is like okay. Let's talk about anesthesia school. How much money had to be invested in time to go to anesthesia school? To, to make money later. Why is the same yeah, principle not applied? Be in a, in a, because, you, because you went to anesthesia school and then if you were to start a business, you couldn't expect to start your own anesthesia practice and not spend any money. That's entrepreneurship. But you can be expected to go get a job at a hospital and never spend another dime on and that make, hospital. And then make money and right make away. Money. Yeah. They're okay, two very yeah. different pathways. Entrepreneurship is not the same thing as I'm going to go work yeah. in a hospital and I am not going to buy pencils yeah. or the freaking nurse's desk. Are you serious yeah. right now? Well, people I get up and, there to be pens. People get up in arms about buying Botox yeah. to then go inject it. Yeah. But well, you got to buy some, buy, you have to buy that something. That is the difference between the entrepreneur path and what everyone is used to, especially the medical profession. Yeah. Literally, there's not a pen at the nurse's station. And are you going to go get one from your car? Are they going to reimburse me? It's like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. So it's like, reimburse yeah. The 12 cents for the cause. Like what cause? There's no cause. I work. I get paid. That is not entrepreneurship, and it is very difficult for people to cross over mentally yeah. into that other space. No, yeah, that's a good point. To the point that they don't, and that's why yeah. I think 60%, that's another reason that 60% or more of them fail in the first five years, because you, day day five, you have to spend money, or day 365, or three years in, you find yourself in a little bit of a pinch, and I'm a low point, and you have to spend money, mm -hmm. or take uh, half of a check, and it's like, I'm done with this. I'm. It is mind-boggling. I mean, I, you know, I do... Related back, mentality. yeah, it is just the Not way things like, are yeah. looked at, and you know, the way that it's just, yeah, you paying a little bit extra to get more is just somehow not like people still just want want stuff at the well, cheapest possible. The principle way. of ROI, yeah, and it's just it really like, is like, yeah. if you invest five dollars and it brings you twenty, would you not? If I told you, if I told you you were going to give me five dollars and you had to wait twelve minutes and I was going to give you twenty, would you do that? There's a catch. <laughs> There's not a catch. Oh, we're not every day. As far as I can so tell. So if I told you that you course, put an ad course, up yeah. and you had to wait five days, but you'd get a client and that client would bring $300 over what you spent, would you not do it? No. No, I'm not. I'm paying not paying ad. Ad. Yeah. I'm what paying if I don't? Yeah. What, yeah. The catch is I guaranteed you the twelve, the $20 and the yeah. ad doesn't. Yeah. You lose them. You lose almost everybody who doesn't have the resiliency in entrepreneurship or that spirit. You lose them right there. Yeah. Because I'm true. not guaranteed versus... Go to a hospital, I'm guaranteed to get paid. The hospital will pay me, so I will show up because I'm yeah. going to get paid. So it's a lack of guarantee in business that runs people off. Um, or they, that's why I say self-appraisal because they're not, like if you realize that, people don't realize that about themselves. You're not willing to take the risk or you're not willing to not have the guarantee. Yeah, and that's, that's where all what that it is. cliche stuff about doing, you got to be willing to do the work, willing to do the, that's where it all comes from. It's like, yeah, that's actually, maybe cliche to sound that stuff, Say that stuff, but you looking inward at that maybe the first step before you decide yeah, to do anything exactly. is are you willing to take you know, the their risk. risk and yeah, are you willing to do the work? And not have the, the guarantee. Thing. Yeah. I mean So all that yeah. to say uh well, hang on, I got one more thing. Like it, it's so in everything you in gotta life. Hurry, I, like I'm nauseous and so hungry. Okay. Well everything we do in life is also it all leads to why entrepreneurship mindsets are rare and they don't and it's hard to get there. Everything you even buy has a guarantee. 
Yeah. Like if I buy that water cooler, if I buy that Mountain Dew, boy, you called Mountain Dew and tell them they had a flat one off the shelf. Mountain Dew they shouldn't, be a, a whole case. shouldn't be allowed in our facility. But you don't, yeah, Jesse, what are you, both of y'all drinking a Mountain Dew. Both of the people in this room are drinking Mountain Caffeine, there's a coffee machine right there. Um, but yeah, she's right. It, you, you can return stuff even in life for the most part unless you take the risk when you buy it because no, it's on sale. That's the thing. We'll choose cheapness or yeah. choose something cheaper even if it takes away the risk yeah. of, you know, yeah. of it being guaranteed. I will choose that thing that is $5 off with a fi final sale before I choose something I know yeah. that I can return and get another one or exchange yeah. or whatever. It's very, it's very, there's a lot of psychological stuff going on there. Yeah, kind of fun. Um, okay, well... I don't know if that was helpful. It's a, you know, it's a hard but decision forward. Yeah, I know. It's hard decisions to make and looking forward for Smiley. You know, we, we are not necessarily, I don't think, adding any new services on that we know we're really just honing in on what we're doing. But that ties into what we just talked about because yeah. it, and just to tie it into, to that risk, we're risk averse right now. And that's, yeah, that's really the mentality of our yeah. company. Yeah. We're in a risk averse state. So if somebody were to ask that, I'd be like, no, we're not in. We're not in the taking chances right now. That's a good place to be. So that's a, that's a good thing that she just said. It's like, just because you're not ready to take on the new service now doesn't mean that in a week that could change. Yeah. And it's like, I like that. I like saying, that's a good way to put off sales. Is, and we're we're on a risk aversion yeah. right now. We're not well, taking that's why they That's why the email products. says guaranteed 30 clients in 30 days. They're, they're trying to take those companies that are in risk averse states and, and go ahead and quell it with a guarantee. Yeah. It's a little odd. Which but, is so interesting. How do they get around that? Like, I've never engaged with, I don't think we've ever really engaged with that particular part of it. But they like, give you leads. They get around it because they call it their leads. Yeah, well. And I'm, then they don't. Oh, convert. that's a good. So you respond client, to every single. get you 30 clients in 30 days is 30 leads. Yeah, every single one of those responses to the email should be, are, are, are the 30 clients, have they booked and paid and attended their appointment and paid yeah. for it? Oh, no. Oh, yeah. The answer no, these are no. leads. We're going to give you hot leads. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God, it's so annoying. Okay, let's not go down. <laughs> Don't I go do not get me on the marketing train. I will um, get on my TED we, Talk box. I'm not sure what our topic next week will be. Um, we might. Um, I am looking to interview or Carla or, or whoever um, our marketing um, coordinator and just see her thoughts on well, oh. where she's at with us. And, and uh, that may not be next week. Um, we're in the midst of some big marketing projects, but um, looking forward to, to interviewing her. And then um, I just... I'm not sure what our next week will be, but we'll be back next week. I think having a marketing one is a good one, talking about what yeah. we do. And I think covering topics like, I get questions about sponsorships, like when is it worth it? Uh, when should I do a sponsorship? Like stuff. Um, you know, I, it's hard to have other people in the room while you're trying to do something serious. Well, a marketing conversation, we've not really done that well. So I think a marketing conversation with or without um, our marketing coordinator name is Tiana. She's amazing. Um Next week will be what we look forward to. I think yeah, like what good. we actually, what do you actually do in marketing? Yeah, like, and, and what did we do when we were starting out? And what do we do Yeah, now? I think we will be super detailed about yeah, we practical. practical. It'll be practical instead of, you know, it'll be very practical. Um, so thanks for joining us. Um, another shout out for our Patreon, patreon.com slash my aesthetics. We do marketing stuff on there and business, legal and clinical stuff. And um, put up a good chat GPT. It's a really basic. good resource. Yeah. Um, really good resource if you're um starting in medical aesthetics or you're you know you're already in it doesn't matter um yeah what else do i say like and subscribe yeah make sure you like and sub if you yeah. listen to this and you're still listening to it all the way through, laugh once please share it. the like yeah and then maybe if you'll just hit the share button on somewhere um then that's very helpful to us and we really enjoy doing it we love all the messages um that are that come in 
Um, if I don't, if we don't address them on the podcast, they're, they're in a bank or I've reached back out to you. So, um, and if not, and answer (laughs) that. Yeah. And if I miss you, let me know. Um, and then once again, apologies for the missing last week, but as some of you know, blizzard basically here in Nashville that stopped everything for the entire week. Yeah. Kids, no school, I'm in, no daycare. More to come next week. Bye. Uh, okay. Bye.